Welcome to the show, Five Sharp Fam. I'm AJ. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. Welcome to another episode of Five Stripe Weekly, and we have a very special guest to talk about new CEO and president of LA United, Garth Lagerway. And what better way to get some insight on him and his former exploits with his former club, Seattle Sounders, than longtime fan of the Seattle Sounders and a fellow creator of a fan channel of the Seattle Sounders. That's coming up right now. And we have our very special guest to help us get to know Garth Lagerway a little bit better. Shion from Rave Green TV and Next Gen Pod. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much, AJ, for having me on Atlanta United Fan TV. I'm happy to be here with all you Atlanta United fans because, I mean, hey, you guys just got a diamond in the rough in Garth Lagerway, and I'm excited to talk about that in today's video. Man, uh, diamond in the rough, I mean, it could be, I guess. I mean, if he's still got levels to, to you know go up to, I would love that. Uh, I mean, because levels to go up to... I mean, he brought you guys to the 2022 CONCACAF Champions League as a winner. Uh, and it's, wow, you know, I think that's that could be something that, what, like, how do you go up from there? Uh, I don't know, but, you know, we're going to talk about him and we'll see if he's somebody that can bring us to that next level of where we want to be. Uh, maybe what, I guess, after that Club World Cup? Because other than that, there's not else uh, much else to win there. But uh, yeah, in terms of uh, Garth Lagaway, I mean, you know, he was a big part of you guys' front office. Um, yeah, what, what did you feel like uh, was, you know, his like greatest contribution to you guys uh, to, you know, bring you guys to the level that you guys clearly are in the league? Yeah, so when talking about Garth, I think you got to kind of start from a bit of the beginning. And, you know, he came in, I believe, January of 2015. And this team was, the Sounders were similarly to Atlanta United. I think both of us have set the bar high for expansion teams. And I think we are the best two expansion teams in MLS history. And he came in in 2015, and the Sounders have had success. They've been a team that have always made the playoffs at that point. They've won Open Cups. They've won a Supporter Shield, but they just couldn't win an MLS Cup. And, you know, he was butting heads a little bit in the beginning with Siggy Schmidt, but I think he let the Sounders do their thing. And then midway through 2016 is where I think everything changed when he brought in Ladero. And that's where we saw the Garth Lagerway show when we won two MLS Cups, made four MLS Cup finals, and winning a CONCACAF Champions League on top of all of that. And, you know, Garth, I think, changed the Sounders, and, you know, I think he could do the exact same thing for Atlanta United. I don't know if that answers your question, but, you know, when, when thinking about Garth, I think about he took the Sounders to that next level of finally pushing on to winning an MLS Cup, and I think that's what changed with the Sounders is, you know, we were successful. It's not like we were complacent necessarily, but... Mm he just transformed this team he he pushed this team and made this team into cutthroat winners you know what actually matters the silverware that does matter and that is mls cups and we were fortunate enough to make four finals win two of them and on top of all of that win a ccl mm -hmm. yeah no definitely envious of that uh that trophy cabinet a little bit for sure and uh yeah i mean i'd be very curious to see you know what he does bring uh but you know, in your experience with him, what do you think 
he has brought like in terms of what like uh the hiring prowess of bringing you know good talent into the uh the front office whether it's analytics or uh coaches or you know the just the the right personnel or you know is there something else to him that um you know i'm not really noticing I think what he adds is ruthlessness. I know it's not necessarily what you were maybe hoping for, but <clears throat> sorry, but being able to be cutthroat, you know, he's able to, he gets rid of the deadwood when he sees, <coughs> sorry, um, he's able to get rid of deadwood and players that don't belong in this team if the numbers aren't hitting. It's similarly kind of maybe to the money ball situation. He knows he brings in the pieces that need to be brought in that will help build success to gain you wins to get you those points to get you over the line and to get you those trophies and i think that's what he brings in is because as i mentioned the sounders were successful but there's almost like there's this missing piece of where's the networking where's the ability to bring that missing piece the piece that you need to be that franchise player to be that guy that can win you mls cups to put you over the edge to make you as successful as you are and i think a little bit of that personnel that he's brought in because I almost I don't think any player that Garth brought in 90% of the time he's hit they do not miss they've hit and so I think that's where that ruthlessness the the cutting edge to be cutthroat and to be like you know what if you're not good enough I'm selling you the next season and if I see something I want to get and I think that could help this team I will do that for this team mm-hmm I mean, that's something that we've sorely needed, really, and uh, especially with uh, Arthur Blank teams, we have kind of treaded in mediocre, uh, mediocrity, rather, and it is something that, ooh, that's music to my ears, really, because, uh, yeah, there is somebody in the front office that a lot of people want gone, our technical director, Carlos Bocanegra, and so, you know, he could be that first man that uh, bites the bullet here, but... Uh, in terms of, you know, um, you know, with your experience with Lagerway, uh, you know, the best players that you think that he's brought in, um, you know, are you thinking that they're, they're guys that, uh, you know, are suited for this league? They're more, um, you know, less of the selling guys to Europe, possibly kind of players, uh, more you know, veterans that uh, are suited for this league that can put us over, you know, put put uh, the Sounders over the top. But uh, obviously looking with the lens of LA United, like, is that the type of player that he has a really good eye for? Like those, uh, you know, those guys that can just, um, you know, put you over the top because he just knows this league really well. Um, so I recently spoke to Luis Robles when I was in Qatar, and it seems like Garth has been a guy that he's mentoring a lot of people that want to get into the MLS injury in- industry. I apologize. Mm-hmm. And he's almost becoming a godfather of how to run an MLS franchise almost. He has become the godfather of uh you know, general managers in MLS because everyone idolized the work that he did with Seattle. I guess that's with Salt Lake as well. I wasn't following obviously that closely back then because I was a lot younger. I didn't understand the ins and outs of this league. But with Garth, the players he brings in is I I actually want to say he kind of strays away a little bit from the MLS veteran esque players. He likes bringing in someone. You know that has you know something to prove when coming here to MLS, and he has had a wide variety of uh, of players that he has brought in. You know, I think about his early days. You know, he brought in Nelson Valdez. 
Andreas Evenschitz, then the franchise man himself, Nicholas Ladero, and then the, the tallies man, Rivalry Diaz. And then recently, I think one that did miss was Liao Chu. And, you know, he, he mean, a 90% hit rate is very good. And I think with him is he brings in someone that has a point to prove in MLS, has that pedigree a bit too, uh, but will contribute to this team and the points that matter. And I think with Atlanta United, we saw great success from them up to 2018, but it seems like there's been that big falling off point. And obviously Carlos Bocanegra has been a big part of it because your team has a lot of dead wood. This team, it, it's stuck in this weird limbo of there's some really good diamonds in the roughs, but then there's just a bunch of, in my opinion, like Dom DeWire, in my opinion, shouldn't be in this team. And, you know, there's other players I haven't specifically looked into Atlanta United's roster, but there needs to be a big clear out because there are some players that nowhere near should be in this team. But there is that little bit of potential, and I think he's going to build this team around who is going to be that star, and I think that's going to be Tiago Almada, and he's going to find pieces that will best suit Tiago Almada because I personally was a big fan of Tiago Almada's first season. I think some people criticized him, but I think there's a big building block, and you could see the big potential with him, and I think Garth will know his focal point and then will build around that and, you know, get rid of the players that shouldn't be there and build the squad to where everyone is happy to be a squad player to being a starting player in this team. And I do think he does stray a little bit away, though, of like an MLS veteran-based players because the Sounders don't really have actually that many of them. And now as well, when Garth was there and we did clear out and didn't extend a few players' contracts, you can see that those MLS experienced players aren't, there isn't many left in the Sounders. It's really just uh, a the young players. And then on top of that, you know, some of those European pedigree-esque players that we've seen the Sounders have success with. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, no, definitely. That's, uh, you know, you're absolutely right with the uh, the Deadwood that's in LA United. Uh, I, although I wouldn't agree that uh, Dom Dwyer is maybe uh, one of those guys that's, uh, he is a guy that he's probably been our best backup striker, uh, maybe sans uh, Brandon Vasquez that we've ever had, which uh, isn't saying a lot, but it is uh, definitely, uh, as a third string striker, I mean, we could do a ton worse uh, with, like, I think, the five goals that he scored uh, off the bench. So uh, it is definitely, though, exciting to hear that, yeah, it's not you know just the retreads from the league, but it's guys that have a point to prove and I mean, the track record definitely speaks for itself, and especially yeah, the the actual record that uh, he has with you guys, uh, the Sounders, one in seventeen, eighty-seven, and fifty-six in uh, all the regular season, uh, and then seventeen, five, and three in the postseason. I mean, yeah, that's I, I would take that. I, I absolutely would take that every single year, and. Uh, you know, and throughout his tenure here, but um, you know, for for you though, I mean, um, obviously this probably is a pretty big, you know, big hole now in your front office. And in terms of uh, why he left, you know, he mentioned that you know that he did butt heads with the front office a little bit, and that uh, you know the CEO role, uh, if he was looking for it at the Sounders, he probably should. He was told he should look elsewhere. And, you know, what do you think in terms of him now being the CEO and president of LA United and how he can fare as, you know, more responsibility and having to be more in the business and marketing side of it? I think this is what Garth has always wanted in uh, 
in his in his career when he's gone to this point of be, working in a management role for an MLS club. And I alluded to it a little early on back in 2015 when he first started. He did butt heads a little bit with with Siggy Schmidt. And, you know, I don't know how true that is. Obviously, when Brian came in, Brian's more of a guy that, you know, let let the let the management do what they want to do. I will play with the pieces that I get. I think he has a little bit of a say in it, but not as much compared to Siggy because Siggy Schmidt was a guy that has a lot of, like, power. I mean, he was, he's arguably one of the greatest coaches in MLS history. If not the best, the second best. And doesn't really go any farther past that. And... I think with uh, with Garth, I think he's going to love this role. He's going to relish in this role. And I think this is the guy that Atlanta United need. Because I, I mentioned early on that you guys had great success in 2018, but it seems like everything's like plateaued. You guys are in, like the, in the murky waters. You don't know what to do. What's the next move? How do we now jumpstart this team? You know, you know we, I mean, to not make that Yu-Gi-Oh meme, but... You, this LAFC success recently, winning twenty the 2022 MLS Cup Final, that should have been Atlanta United. This should be their second coming of winning an MLS Cup because you had the pieces there, but it seems like everything has just gone so sideways for you guys. And I think uh, Garth Logroy is going to relish in this role, you know, to have a team that has money, that has potential, that has the fan base that you do. If anything, Atlanta United is arguably like Sounders on steroids with the amount of money that they're willing to spend, the fan base that they have. And so... I think he's going to like this. If anything, I think Atlanta United played their cards right to give him more of a role because I think this is what he wanted. Ooh, man. Okay, you are giving me chills right now. I am... (laughs) I am... Oh, man. This This is real good stuff. And I... I'm excited now because definitely, yeah, there is, you know, future success to be had for both franchises. But... Um, you know, obviously, you know, us taking him away from you, that's, that's gotta be a, a, you know, a tough blow. So in terms of the, you know, the predecessor, not the predecessor, but the, uh, you know, the person that is taking over for him, the vice president, uh, you know, is he a guy that you have confidence in to, you know, take the steed, you know, from Loggerway? and guide you guys into the next period of success. Yeah, so I haven't really looked much into uh, Craig Weibel. As you mentioned, uh, was already a part of the Sounders organization as a vice president, I believe, as you said. I haven't looked much into it because I was just recently in Qatar, so it's very much, and it's as the time of recording, the World Cup's still going on, so I've very much been focused on that. But, you know, he's had a press conference since his appointment. I am bummed out because if you ask me the question, uh, before I left, before the World Cup started, would you rather, like, say if this was even on the cards, would you rather keep Brian Schmetzer or keep uh, Garth Lagerway? I would say I'd rather keep Garth Lagerway than keep wow. Brian Schmetzer. That's just my, that's my take to it, especially with the recent form that we saw last year. I'd rather keep Lagerway because I think he has made, his mistakes are a lot more minimal compared to the mistakes Brian Schmetzer has made. And I can't, there's more great moments that outweigh the little small moments of, mess ups or failures from blogger which i don't think there really is any and with weibel i don't know it's too early to say i am obviously nervous because the sounders are now in the shoes of atlanta united a bit in regards to now we're in a we're, we're in a rebuilding phase some people don't want to agree with that i personally think we are sounders missed the playoffs for the first time in their club's history regardless if they won the Concacaf champions league 
It's a big failure. Regardless, we played eight more games compared to everyone else. If you're going to say we're going to play for the MLS title and the CCL final, you know, you got to have a team that can do both of that. And obviously, we didn't necessarily have that. Or maybe that was due to Brian Schmetzer's coaching. I don't know. That's totally up to you guys, like, for everyone watching to decide. But mm. in my opinion, it's going to be interesting for the Sounders. It's going to be a big task for, uh, for Craig and see, well, can he do it? Can he not do it? He's rumored that... Apparently, we're going to sign a player that was uh, almost in the round of 16 at the World Cup at the time, like because not all the uh, teams made it to the knockout rounds. I don't know what's going to happen, but I think for Atlanta United, because obviously no one's going to care about the Sounders. If anything, we want to hear about Atlanta United success. I think it's it's on the up and up for you guys. This was the right the step in the right direction, and it's, it's kind of murky waters for the Sounders. Hey, maybe he might be really good in this role. We'll, uh, we'll find out. Hmm. Okay, yeah, I mean, uh, definitely, I, I don't hope that for you guys. Um, you know, you guys are kind of that uh, that sister team out west that uh, I kind of secretly hope, uh, you know, continues their success a little bit. So, you know, it's uh, it's sad, in a sense, uh, that we uh, we took someone that's uh, super important for you guys. But obviously, I'm super stoked, and it is something, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the type of players that you know, he's brought to you guys. I think my question tactically is uh, that it's definitely a bit different, <laughs> one would say, the playing style of Seattle Sounders versus the playing style of Atlanta United in which we want to play with the ball, we want to uh, be swashbuckling, and we want to play with more verticality. Um, you know, is that something that you think... Uh, you know, with the kind of personnel that he's brought in, player personnel, um, you know, do you think he's capable of play, or, or getting those type of type of players that, uh, you know, that LA United crave, the the fans want, like those type of like uh, more ball playing, uh, you know, players that you know play attractive, uh, you know, swashbuckling football. I think to keep it totally 100% with everyone, he will play the system that he thinks will best get wins and results for Atlanta United. Be your guys' current system, be the style of play that the Sounders player might be com something completely different. It depends. You'll find out based off of who will be the first couple, you know, that batch of players he brings in. Where is the direction going under him in this team? I think it might take a year for you guys to finally find out, get your footing with Garth Loggerway, but... I can't. I don't have a. T I don't have a proper answer for you. It'll, you guys, I guess, will find out depending on how things pan out with your uh, transfer window. Indeed, I guess we will. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I hope it's a good surprise uh, when we do find out uh, those uh, those players that uh, you know we bring in. It will be interesting to see how many players maybe you know. This always happens when uh, guys come from another team and they have their players. How many we siphon off from you guys? And yeah, I mean, who's who's one guy? Do you think that uh, you know maybe he's close to free agency or uh, a player that might be you know having his head turned a little bit on the Sounders that could make his way from the Sounders to LA United? Let me quickly look at our roster. One minute, sorry. I have someone in mind, but you no one's going to want to hear this. This is just completely biased. One sec. Uh, yeah. Uh, but Cheyenne doing I'm a little to think. quick research. 
Um, I did definitely uh, put you on the spot, but uh, <laughs> I know you definitely yeah. did. No, but it's a fair question. I like it. I should have thought of it though, to be fair. Mm. Oh, oh, I have a, I have a couple now. I have a couple. Okay. Okay, I have. I want to say three. They might be, they might be far fetched. So mm. I have three. I think someone like Javier Ariaga, Jordan Morris, mm -hmm. and oops, one sec, I forgot his name for some reason. Okay, there you go. And Jackson Reagan. You know, because I think one of the biggest issues for Atlanta United was defense. I think, I I just have a feeling that maybe he, he might, and part of me too wants to see Jordan Morris gone from the Sounders. Uh, I know he's a big darling in MLS, but I've never really been that big of a fan of him personally. Uh, Javier Arriaga has had some interesting uh, dilemmas recently with the Sounders fan base. You guys can look into that if you like. And so I think knowing the Sounders, we might not keep him. I think we should, but I don't know if we will. And then um, Jackson Reagan had a pretty rocky first year for us. And he's kind of a, a darling of young defenders in the league right now. And uh, I've seen us similarly to Aaron Long when he used to be for the Sounders. We let him go. And that might be the case. I don't know how much Brian Schmetzer values him, but I'd maybe throw in those three players. And Jordan Morris, uh, I think now is starting, especially with the recent rumor that he wants a designated player contract. If a team can give him that kind of money, it might be Atlanta United, because I don't think the Sounders should even do that. But I don't know. I'd say maybe those three off the top of my head. Yeah, uh, definitely was not the name that I wanted to hear, but um, what was the know, name you that's... wanted to hear? <laughs> Reed, yes, of course, no, no, but uh, <laughs> yeah, jokes. But uh, Jordan Morris, that's the thing, right? He's played at left wing a lot, and uh, I'm not really sure that we need a left winger now after we signed Derek Etienne. So, yeah, he's probably more of a striker. What do you think of him as a striker, though? Yeah, I think he's a little bit better in that position compared to a winger because the thing is with Jordan is uh, he doesn't use his left foot and he's, I mean, he can, but he actively chooses not to. And I think at striker, he's a, he's a little bit better, but it's not saying much. And I think that might be a role that uh, Atlanta United would maybe want is someone that can get in behind and to have someone like Tiago Amada and, oh, what a signing it was to get Etienne Jr. I, I said the Sounders should have signed him, but we didn't. And uh, I think maybe he would be, they were to sign him. It wouldn't be for that winger spot. I wasn't thinking that. I think more of that striker role because your guys' forwards for the most part are kind of old, so... Yeah, although Jordan Morris isn't a spring chicken either, but uh, yeah, it seems like, okay, what you're saying, uh, left foot is uh, standing foot only, so okay. Uh, maybe maybe not uh, an exciting <laughs> move for LA United, but uh, yeah, either way, I mean, in terms of uh, Lagerway, let's just uh, do a little like sum up in terms of... Um, you know the the biggest miss for you like what what's the one thing that you're going to miss from Lagerway um you know now that he's moved to LA United I think the biggest thing that I'm gonna miss about Garth Lagerway this has been a nice video where I can uh, let out all my 
frustrations and sadness. It's like a proper yeah. funeral for me here. Uh, yeah. And I appreciate if you're letting me have this moment. And yeah. I, I would say, you know, with Garth is the thing that he added to us that he will probably add with you guys is being so cutthroat and being so honest and he never beats around the bush and he says how things should be and how things need to go and you know i'm recently reading a book about the sounders team in 2016 how where he if he saw deadwood in this team and i think the player the snippet that they spoke about was when we had chad barrett um he just let him go regardless of the numbers if he doesn't see a future even if he puts out the numbers you know next year hey we might have a drop off with him or hey there might not be any uh you know outlasting uh results you know i'll get rid of him and i'll bring in someone that can put in that role and he's just he's just that guy he's that cutthroat guy that you know if he wants to get this team wins he wants to win he is a winner and i'm gonna miss that and right now with craig weibel i'm thinking he's more of a soft teddy bear than he is a Hmm. a serial killer Which uh, is the only case in which a serial killer uh, is a good thing here, except if, I guess, uh, if you're a fan of Dexter, I suppose. But um, but yes, okay, I like it. Yes, that, that might be the title. Garth Lagerway is a serial, serial killer. Serial killer! <laughs> okay, okay, but I love it, I love it. Uh, Cheyenne, always, always a pleasure with you, man. Uh, definitely let the, the good people know where to find you for... Uh, any future uh, Seattle Sounders content and, uh, you know, league content, uh, yeah, definitely uh, let us know on the social medias where to find you. Yeah, guys, so if you want to check us out at Rave Green TV, just Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Rave Green TV, at RGTV, and... Um, for my other account, Next Generation Football, if you want to see a bit of World Cup coverage, match vlogs from some of the games I was at, and then general MLS stuff, and also talking about CONCACAF, uh, check me out, Next Gen Pod, and then on YouTube, Next Generation Football. So just mainly go to us on YouTube, Rave Green TV, Next Generation Football, done and done. That's all you got to do. Love it. Yeah, definitely quality stuff over there, so check them out. But yeah, Cheyenne, man, do it. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. So thanks again to Cheyenne from Rave Green TV and Next Generation Pod. Always a pleasure, like I mentioned, and yes, top, top guy there. But yeah, uh, let's get into the rest of the news from the week. It wasn't much, but uh, there was a transfer rumor, and that was from Bostera Informa. And uh, it was that Boca Juniors, they have been speaking for two weeks with Atlanta United for Marcelino Moreno apparently, and that's, uh, yeah, LA United, they want Augustin Almendra, who, uh, yes, we've been linked with in the past, but uh, apparently Almendra, he wants to leave, but, uh, yeah, they don't want him to move on a free, and Marcelino Moreno, he wants to play for Boca Juniors, and there is a spot on the left wing, apparently, for him at Boca Juniors, but, yeah, yeah, you know, for Atlanta, would he be a starter? It would be very, very interesting uh, because, yes, he is a defensive midfielder, 22 years old, pretty much the same profile uh, of a lot of sorts as Santiago Sosa uh, and Franco Ibarra, of course, we have there as well. I mean, a guy who basically would be a destroyer there in the middle for us, but do we need him? I mean, 22 years old, uh, especially with, uh, as well, we have Ozzy Alonso there, 
I mean, it would be a glut of defensive midfielders that might not really be the uh, the thing that brings us over the top. But you know, uh, you know, if it's someone that has to move out after that, I mean, it'll be really, really interesting. So, you know, uh, would we try to move on Sosa for a player? Would we try to move on Franco Ibarra? I mean, it will remain to be seen, but. Yeah, it is a guy that, um, you know, kind of profiles a little bit similarly. Uh, although, I, albeit, I think Almendra has a higher ceiling than Franco Ibarra. So, okay, if we are able to get him on the cheap a little bit, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I mean, it would be a very interesting move. But uh, next up is that Tiago Almada. He has advanced into the semifinals with Argentina. Uh, the semifinals of the World Cup, of course, and yes, uh, definitely also want to preface how uh, saddening it is uh, with the human rights issues in Qatar. Uh, definitely, we do not condone any of those uh, issues and major just terrible things that have happened there uh, that you know, have led up to it and have happened along the way and probably no doubt afterwards as well. But uh, yeah, definitely congrats to Almada for, uh, you know, you know, he has made the semifinals. That's awesome and amazing stuff. And Atlanta United player is in the semifinal of the World Cup. But uh, of course, you know, he's uh, made that lone appearance, his uh, debut so far. But um, yeah, hopefully he can make another appearance uh, coming up. But um, yeah, of course, the U.S. men's national team, unfortunately, is out now. Uh, they lost 3-1 against the Netherlands uh, in the round of 16. So, yeah, it is a, uh, you know, a sad sight here. Uh, and though, you know, it is uh, still a pretty good showing from the U.S. men's national team. Uh, definitely opened some eyes to the uh, U.S. soccer here in the United States. But, uh, yeah, that Final Four is set now. Uh, France versus Morocco, Argentina versus Croatia. It'll be very, very interesting, this World Cup. Uh, you know, will it be another, um, yeah, I mean, another World Cup, a back-to-back -back World Cups for France? Uh, will Messi finally win one with Argentina? Will one of the uh, more dark horses in Morocco and Croatia uh, kind of make a breakthrough. I mean, that's 50-50 on kind of the uh, definitely not what people would have had in their bracket or bingo card. But um, yeah, last bit of news is, uh, yes, Grant Wall, a uh, longtime and uh, very well-known U.S. soccer writer, uh, unfortunately passed away uh, in Qatar. And it was definitely, yeah, under some strange circumstances, he was feeling a little bit uh, under the weather uh, the past kind of couple weeks he was there, but he collapsed in the press box, and unfortunately, he has passed. And yes, our heartfelt condolences go to his family and friends, and yeah, definitely someone who has brought... Uh, just amazing, amazing journalism, insight to the U.S. soccer in the United States and not only the male game, but also the female game as well. And yeah, definitely it is, uh, yeah, just harrowing news. But yeah, uh, you know, definitely 
our uh, our thoughts are with the Wall family. But uh, guys, that is the episode, and uh, yeah, pretty much everything except for the question of the day. And the question of the day is. What do you want Garth Lagerway's first move to be for Atlanta United? I have a feeling we might know what you might say, but uh, yeah, you might surprise us in the comments, but surprise us in those comments below. Let's hear what you have to say. And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening. (laughs) 